Hi, you're listening to Saints Unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Not only do I want more changes, I am lobbying for each and every person in this city to go forward and fight for our environment and to fight for education and to make sure that in the iTunes lineup that Vampire Weekend's third album is always second because let's be honest, the, the third album should be second in terms of how good it is. It goes first, third, second. I don't like that they want to do it numerically for that because we've all agreed that it should be judged, especially with Vampire Weekend, by the quality of the album and not exactly the time it came out. I mean, my gosh, I can't believe we're still arguing about this. Who's Vampire Weekend? If you've been paying attention to the news, you may have found that our church has gone through a couple of changes. I mean, we've been changing since we were restored, right? And now we're changing now. Um, some of those changes have been that women, uh, sister missionaries can wear pants now on their missions. Yes, mm. which, um, hallelujah, because every day on those bikes was... Miserable. Yeah, now you can have pants. Yes, it make it so much easier. Oops. Not that the riding bikes was miserable. It was just trying to like stay modest with the skirt flying everywhere in the wind. Um, the the age to enter the temple um, and receive priesthood mm. could be as early as eleven years old now. Elder Missionary Cora. age. Oh, missionaries yeah. can go on missions earlier than they used to. Yeah, missionaries mm -hmm. go on missions earlier. Um, we had some changes in the temple. Um, the the church went from is now two hours. It went from three hours to two hours. The Sunday church meetings will consist of a 60-minute sacrament meeting. After time for transition to classes, church members will attend a 50-minute class that will alternate each Sunday. But mm. if you have some kind of calling, you're still there for like four hours sometimes, let's be real. Yep. Um, and with it, that two-hour church, we've got this home study program which helps our families to, you know, what we're studying at church, study it with your family. If I were ever to like equate the feeling of slipping into just like a nice hot tub at the end of a work day, like emotionally, that's how I feel with the two hour church thing. It's just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like I it. I get on board with this. Um, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, I, I've been in a couple hot tubs. Um, I don't think two hour church though. is a, yeah, I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the, I think there's a lot of middle ground between those I'm just trying things. to explain, guys, as a man, you know, sometimes we struggle expressing our emotions, and so sometimes they just come out of my face as other things that I can relate them to, you know? That's a good relation. It's relaxing, it's good, two hour church is, <laughs> what, what we're trying to say is two hour church is great. Yeah. <laughs> this is Anyways. why everyone thinks we're crazy. <laughs> Point being. I'm why everyone thinks we're okay. crazy on the show, to be honest, it's all my fault. <laughs> Point yes. being, things things change sometimes, and a lot of people get kind of um, upset or they kind of double take when you know you run into the scripture. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that a scripture? Or is that just a thing we say? Um, it it comes from a scripture. It's scriptural, but you know. It's now mm -hmm. just sort of like a thing. So so if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, how can there be all these changes? Why is you know God changing his mind all the time about stuff? Well, the reality is, from Adam until now, God has always changed things. But does that mean that God's nature has changed? That, you know, he as a person has changed? Well, no. Um, he's always been our Father in Heaven. He's always been God. And he's always been in control. But 
Of course things here have to change. That's just an undeniable fact. And because he's a living God and he has a vested interest in what's going on, sometimes the things he commands one group of people will change. And I really like to think about it in the way as well that the gospel, the core principle of the gospel, that we have faith in Jesus Christ, we repent, we're baptized, uh, we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and we endure to the end. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ right there. That hasn't changed. It's, you know, the way that we practice it, the way that, um, you know, different policies and things that we follow, that's what's changed. And that's okay because, like you said, it has always been changing. I think that uh, a lot of times, so, so a lot of it does have to do with commandments and stuff and a lot of it does have to do with policies and procedures. Um, I think that in order to understand this topic, it's, it's good to go over patterns of revelation. And I think a lot, of t a lot of time we think of a prophet and we think that this prophet, you know, has afternoon brunch with God every week, you know, and they talk about things and God says, do this and this and this. But that's probably not how it is. I'm not going to say it's definitely not. Who knows? Who knows what they're eating? Better? That's terrible. <laughs> Point being, I think that God uh, will generally reveal a broad principle to to the prophets like like missionary work hey missionary work is important i want you to spread this gospel message to the world and then it's up to the prophet i think god oftentimes leaves it to the prophet to take that principle and uh implement it in policies and procedures seeking as much inspiration and revelation as he can in that process but then the prophet will take that principle of missionary work and he'll say okay missionaries can be 18 when they go they're going to report these key indicators this is going to be the dress code and uh, I think that God lets those things play out and improves them over time uh, as culture changes and as geography even changes, socio-political climate, all the, all, the, all the factors. But I got a question. Yes. So uh, I was reading in the Bible and uh, God's there the whole time. But then you guys come with, you know, Joseph Smith, you got the rocks, you got the gold. And you start doing new stuff, right? You got new things. So how do you believe in the same Jesus if you do different stuff now than they did then? Huh? Huh? Why do you believe God has changed? Uh, I just really think if you look at even in Jesus' Christ time, he came and he changed the church that was there then. And so I think he's just doing the exact same thing in our time that he did when he was here on the earth. Which is interesting because a lot of times, like, if you bring that up, people say, oh, he didn't change anything. He fulfilled the law of Moses. But, like... Okay. That's semantical. You know, yeah, it's really the technicality. Like, hey, things change. So if you're a Christian watching this, do you eat shrimp? Do you mix fabrics? Okay, so things can change and it's totally fine. It's. A, I just feel like we... One. Of the, I think that's one of the strangest things that we often are criticized for, which is just one of the most reasonable things about our church. Like, yeah. incredibly reasonable. Yeah. And that's not to justify, like screw-ups like mistakes that we make because that can happen that too does happen. but like even like in the new testament you've got jesus saying take the gospel to the jews not the gentiles the jews i'm here for the jews and then christ dies and then peter receives this revelation and it was a revelation saying okay now go to the gentiles completely like flip-flopping that that whole previous revelation from christ himself and that's okay Sometimes Can you imagine happens. if you were a blogger back then? <laughs> oh, looks like the Church of Jesus Christ just needs a PR team that's better because at first they're so exclusive. But now, oh, guess what? The money runs out. So now they need to go to the Gentiles. Well, don't fall for it. Be a free thinker, folks. Like, you can just see the like the WordPress. Oh, know, yeah. Yep. Of, of Jedediah. 
<laughs> living. And quite honestly, I've, I've heard that exact same thing. I'm Maybe it's bloggers today. Maybe I'm reading that today, too. But yeah, it's, yeah. they're just like, okay, this is so good monetarily for the church, and they're going to bring in more youth and this, that, and the other. And I want to be like, all throughout the church's history, we've done things that are popular and very, very unpopular. So obviously, you know, we're not caring what the world thinks. We're caring about what God thinks. We're trying to follow his revelation through his called prophets. What's also interesting is that there is this bizarre expectation given to us that we never asked for, that we have to remain completely solid and like solitary forever, that we can never change, right? So there's two things we're held up to that we never claim. One, we are very clear that the church is going to go through changes. We've always said that. We've always said it's a living church. Things change. So when things change, for some reason people go, but you shouldn't have things that change, even though that's just a mantle they've given us and we've rejected. The second one is that uh, prophets are in, are fallible, right? So um, whenever prophets have made a mistake or said something wrong or done something that we've corrected or said, no, don't listen to that, they go, oh, see, your church isn't true because your prophets make mistakes, when the whole time we've been like, yeah, the prophets can make mistakes. And Doctrine and Covenants is full of the whole, all the scriptures are full of prophets making mistakes, right? Yes. And so... Both of these things together, people will then say, well, you've always said that the church won't be led astray. And we've never been led astray since the Restoration because nothing we've, we've ever done has put us off the course of, you know, bringing temples all over the world and sealing humanity together. But we're allowed to be human beings. Like, we don't have to live up to this weird robot status that people are giving us where we're not allowed to have clarity or make changes or have nuance i feel like like people throw that at us and sometimes we just go okay i see your point but like no but i don't yeah there's this we have to understand the law of compensation uh and this is what that means is that any injustice that happens even if it's caused by even a prophet will be recompensed at some point. Like that's what the atonement is for. And that's that's why God that's God is a just God. So anything that we screw up, he's totally able to fix. Um and I think that sometimes if a prophet does make a mistake, uh we we freak out and and in our minds we think, well how how's God gonna fix this? You know? And, and in our mind we see God panicking. But but he's totally in control, and I think that he sees these things happening, and it's not new to him. He knows they're going to happen. He's, you know, eternal out of our sphere of time. He knows what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and I think that he lets things play out and and then corrects them when we're ready for it. Yep. Let's just say that whatever I do, I do because I love you. Wow, guys, this episode has been just incredibly reasonable. We're reasonable people, like, more, reasonable than what people more than what people would think. We're actually pretty reasonable. No, I watched the cartoon <laughs> no. about you. I don't know. I don't believe it. Yeah, uh, things change. That's life. It's all right. So a lot of times when you bring up the fact that changes can happen and that's okay and that policies change, procedures change, um, people then identify changes that they want to see happen in the church and then they advocate for those changes. For example, ordain women a few several years ago that wanted to have women ordained to the priesthood. Um, what do you do in that situ- situation? Is it okay to, to, to do that, to well, advocate for changes you want to see? So I think um, a, one thing that is often pointed to is priesthood ban, right? Mm-hmm. So people will go, okay, well, the priesthood ban happened, and that was lifted, 
and the church changed their mind on that. Um, so obviously the church is going to change its its stance on things in the family proclamation, you know, and and here's what I'm going to say about that. I feel I feel like one, there is no s- scriptural backing for the priesthood ban in the way there is scriptural backing for the Christian Orthodox view of marriage. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say, right? So we can go and find the history of, like, the priesthood ban. We know how it started. We don't have any revelation from God to start it. We actually have extensive scholarship on how it started and why it was lifted. And even people like Bruce R. McConkie, who were pretty, like, ah, <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, it's lifted. It's not, you know, there's no revelation for it. But in regards to marriage and priesthood and things like that, we have very firm, very clear scriptural backing for it, right? So oftentimes people will take that, but it's not on the same level. They don't hold the same weight. But changes do happen. Like, I'm not one of those people that's saying ordain women to the priesthood, but the prophet came out and said women can hold the priesthood. I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, so, but, but does that mean that you should be lobbying on Twitter and saying that the prophets are bigots and that the apostles are wrong and, um, like sort of going down the like the road of apostasy? No. No. I, I would say that obviously God is in control. If he maybe he does want something changed and hasn't, you know, revealed that yet. But I don't think that we need to, you know, rush him on anything. Let's let him decide. If 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 he's not too worried about it at a certain point in time, then I don't think we need to be too worried about it. And I it. feel like a good pattern is to say that like revelation always works its way down. Like it's gonna come from God, it's gonna go through his prophets, it's gonna disperse it's going to come to all of us but it's not like us going up and saying like hey prophet you need to do this or like hey god you need to do this because like you said he's in control he's the one that's got the big picture in mind and i love how you said things are just going to play out if there's a god he's in control so we should be humble enough to say look there's certain things i don't understand here um all i can do is be as loving as i can and await for further instruction and further instruction may not even come in your life, and you have to be okay with that, right? Because there's an entire universe out there, and we have this much of the information of everything that's out there. And of this much information, you know, like, not even a speck of it. So how about you chill out? Take a chill pill. a boy. Good. And I think we, like, we can chill out on a lot of stuff, because when these changes come in, it's not like God is saying okay, I want you guys to like be, be these blind sheep and I want you to just follow me. He's coming in and he's saying that the prophet has received this revelation. He's giving it to you. Now it's your turn to act on that same revelation. He wants you to get the revelation, pray about it, think about it, and you got to know for yourself because that's the only way that you're going to be able to accept it and be true to it. What if you don't have a testimony of, of certain doctrines in the church? Everyone, this is a bold, bold statement, I think that everyone in the church, including the prophet and apostles, uh, have unanswered questions and, and things that they don't know or that they're unsure about or open to or whatever. Um, my wife shared with me an example that she heard in Relief Society that I thought was interesting, um, where you've got this house, right, and it's under construction, and uh, some of the rooms are done, and some of them aren't quite done yet. Uh, and that's okay. Like, in your testimony, I have a very strong testimony of the Book of Mormon, um, in other things, maybe it isn't quite so strong, and that's okay. It's yeah. it's not failed 
that room isn't on fire. It's not destroyed. And it doesn't mean that the other rooms don't exist. Exactly. Yeah. It just means it's under construction and we need to be patient and let that play out. You know, in this world of Google and smartphones and everything, we want everything right now, but sometimes mm -hmm. we just have to play it by God's rules and take it one step at a time. Quicko, I know you're Wait, quick. Wait, that's it. I'm so sorry. Sound like a cereal. I know. A Quicko for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, that's, I know someone's going to comment. I'm so sorry. It. It's all right. It's all right. Okay, quick, because you're a convert to the church, right? I am, So yes. those empty rooms that he's talking about, I'm interested to know if, like, did you have some of those empty rooms when you decided to become? I know you've talked oh, yeah. about this before yeah. on the channel, but, like. Okay, so grew up liberal, right? Connection to the LGBTQ community was like this. Um, I get the very clear confirmation from God to join this church. But I had him going, all right, they got weird stuff with gays. And they don't like blacks. Like, those are the two things that are in my head, right? Um, polygamy, for some reason, I was like, I don't think they do it anymore. And the 19th century was weird, so I'm just going to give that a pass. <laughs> That's all. I, I, I like, whatever. Things were weird. You got one free pass. Everyone somewhere. got, like, like three acres and a mule or some weird shiz, right? Like, it's fine. They say shiz, I'm sorry. Uh, like, everyone got, like, something like that, so it's fine. So, um, even though I had those rooms that were in a construction... I was in one room, and God very clearly opened the door and said, stand in the room, you're here. It was undeniable, it was very clear, and I exercised faith, and he gave me an answer. And so I wasn't going to just go throw that out the window and say, oh, well, I'm just going to ignore that and pretend it didn't happen, because these things, no, I'm not going to let these things become the red herrings that stop me from keeping going. I'm, I'm going to assume that zero missionaries out there have invited people to have a full knowledge right then and there of everything in this church, okay? So sometimes people will say, don't join the church until you learn everything about it. What a ridiculous concept. Even even scholars of the church who are in I their 80s have to now leave the church, uh, don't, like, yeah, <laughs> don't know everything. Would you go to a school um, and would you say, I'm not going to, oh, I know I got into Yale. I'm not going to learn everything about the school. It's a terrible idea. You, you you never judge yourself to be a part of things until you understand everything about it. That's nuts. So you go with what you have. I had a little bit of information. Um, I exercised faith. I kept getting more and more and more and more. And throughout time, a lot of those rooms were filled. It was nice. I had a mini fridge. Sometimes there's only so much you can understand about a place until you are there. Like you might yeah. understand cerebrally some things about Yale, but not until you're there do you actually get into full experience yeah. and everything. But anyways, I think we're getting off topic. But. Yes. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Jordan, thank you so much for coming. Good to be here. Daniel. What? You did that on purpose. Well, guys, if you... Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, subscribe, notification bell, comment, like, share. What the do, do You know the all thing. All the above. Do it all. Six separate tyrannos. Okay. Bye. It's down with tears. Bye. Goodbye now. Bye. Goodbye. Have a good day. Goodbye now. See you later. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.